0: Hey, this is Hank 3 and you're listening to Devil Horns. Devil Horns.
1: Good evening. Welcome to Devil Horns. We're back. For real, this is going to be all three of us for the first time in months. Tonight, we have right here, Corey. Midnight Corey. Welcome back to the podcast that you are a member
0: of and started. And people might have been in doubt about that whole thing here for the past, like, three months. Right. Uh, Well, happy being a father again. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Congratulations. Oh, you know, it's great being a dad, and I've just had to focus all my energy on, uh, you know, caring for the baby, and then... Of course, caring for my son, you know, my three-year-old, too. You have to give him extra special attention, you know, when you have a new one. Just a crazy dynamic. Um, and I'm so sorry. I, 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 like, I feel so bad. Like, I just sort of Why? dropped off the face of the earth. Well, it's, it's like I didn't even really prepare anybody for it. I, I wasn't really keeping anybody updated. I just sort of disappeared. And, you know, we had a couple episodes here and, and there. But, man, I just, uh, you know, I had to post that apology video. You see that before, uh, before I posted our wrestling episode. I'm like, hey, yeah. guys. Yeah, we still exist. I'm Corey. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but, but no, I, I feel bad, and it's, it's just so good to be back after like, all these months just talking with you guys. Right.
1: Ready to play some r- loud music once more now that the baby is sleeping someplace, I hope.
0: Yes, so, yes.
1: I watched that video, and I'm like, God, look at all the cool shit Corey's got in his basement. That's fucking unreal.
2: I need a basement <laughs> with cool
1: shit. I know, right? Real man cave. You I mean, never get the to use voice, it. Oh, sorry. The other voice that we hear now, that's it's Hepatitis. Mike, nice to Mike, meet you. Mike Hepatitis <laughs> Zombie. <laughs> Mike <My>
2: Hepatitis.
1: <laughs> I eat licking up homeless people, it's bound to happen. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back. We, of course, just did an episode on Heavy Metal Parking Lot recently. I hope you all
0: liked it. Yeah, we sure did. That was excellent. Thank you guys for doing that. That was... <laughs> That was uh, very cool, and I enjoyed it. I I haven't watched it yet, of course, because I can't oh watch anything. God. I have no time to watch anything. It's but, on uh, YouTube, it's a weird cult movie that everybody should
1: see just for the experience. It expands your understanding of metal in the 80s by a large uh-huh. degree. Um, and me, me, I'm New Jersey Nick from the Devil Hi. Horns podcast. Yes, I know and you. I'm here. You're here. here. So tonight, we don't really have any, any uh, specific topic. We're just going to shoot the shit on some metal news, uh, bring everybody up to speed on some stuff. So Corey, you want to start us out with that?
0: Oh, sure. Um, I've been listening to a lot of cool stuff. Um, uh, actually, I don't know if you guys have uh, been to any shows here in the past uh, few months, but uh, I just got down to Pittsburgh here in the past month to see Mastodon, which was awesome, and Gojira. Opened for them. I love Gojira. So cool. yeah. Oh my god, they're so tight. They are so tight. Brilliant, brilliant. And um, there was some other band that uh, came on first, and we, yeah, we sort of didn't leave the bar early enough to see that first band, but uh, we were there for Gojira and uh, and Mastodon. And I'll tell you what, they rocked it down in Pittsburgh, man. It was it was unreal, absolutely unreal. Um, and I took a bunch of friends down with me and. Uh, instantly converted them into Gojira fans, and uh, they had heard Mastodon before, but uh, nobody else I went with knew Gojira at all. And I'm I'm huge into really? them. Yeah, yeah. and uh, they are every bit as um, tight, technical, and just dead on as they are on their albums. I mean, and I'm sure you can nice. you can watch them on YouTube and everything, and they're a very very tight band. Dude, they pull that off so well live. And I was blown away. They like, seriously, Mastodon was kind of stupid bringing Gojira with them because they sort of competed, you know, like awesomeness. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, oh, my God, how, how can Mastodon, which is an awesome, awesome band, t- compete with Gojira? I mean, it, it's just, you know, it's sort of, I don't know. And uh but they did, and of course, Mastodon rocked it. And of course, uh, one of my favorite bands, and I can't wait for the new Mastodon album. But that was a, that was an awesome, phenomenal show, one that I'm gonna remember for a long time.
1: Yeah, so, I've good. seen Mastodon, and they uh, they just rock, man. Like you yeah. think that they wouldn't, because some of their songs have like uh, really slow bits, that kind of meander here and there. But honestly, like when I saw them, it, it just rocked the whole fucking time, man. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and i do, i also really
1: love mastodon i'm not a huge fan of their last album um the uh, and i think it's only because it, yeah the hunter um you, you know they kind of broke away from doing the whole crazy concept album stuff that they had done prior yeah. and i think it's just that i really love um crack the sky and the one before that what was that one blood mountain
0: blood uh yeah blood mountain yeah
1: Blood Mountain. Yeah, I love yeah. those albums. I love those albums. Even when, Blood, when Crack the Sky came out, at first I was like, well, I don't know if it uh, measures up to Blood Mountain or not, but over time I grew to like C- Crack the Sky, I mm-hmm. think at this point, either equal or maybe even more. Right. I wow. really love those two albums. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I'm just short selling The Hunter based on that, uh, but I want to hear anything that they do. They're just They've just been one of my favorite bands of the past decade. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's tough because they release so many great albums, and it's sort of like they gotta to top the one that they just did. And right. how are they gonna do that? You know, and I, I think with this new album, they released uh, a couple tracks um, that you can go and stream online in various places. And I think, I think, dude, they're totally getting back to like a crack the sky, Leviathan, Blood Mountain kind of kind of vibe here. Uh, um,
1: don't get my hopes up that high. No, dude,
0: dude. I, I think you will. I don't know if you've heard these songs, but I think, I think. Uh,
1: I heard one of them. I actually only caught the tail end of it on the uh, local metal station, um, the college metal station. Um, what's the new album? Once more around the sun. Is that yes. it? Mm-hmm. Okay, and that comes out when June, I think. Beginning of June. Oh, here pretty soon.
0: We are in June. Apparently. Oh shit! It is June. Wow. That's yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so here. So probably by the time, yeah.
1: people hear this. It might be available. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, Mike. What do you think of uh, Mastodon?
2: Uh, it's grown on me. Uh, I think. My problem was the first I, – I couldn't even tell you what uh, video I saw on YouTube first. And it was um, – I didn't quite grab me, so I kind of backed away and was looking at other stuff. And then I, I kind of came back around some live footage. I, 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 again, I forget um, exactly what song it was, but it really – they really started to grow on me. I've never seen them live. Would love to. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I haven't them. had the
1: chance yet. I will. If, it was, if it was one of their first songs off their first album, that stuff um, – Leviathan is the first album – I know their their single from that that had a video was Blood and Thunder. Oh, I love that song. Like, I I like it now, but like when I first heard it, like when I realized that the chorus was just White Whale, Holy Grail, yelled over and over again, I was kind of like, I don't know about this band. (laughs) So I actually didn't get on them until Blood Mountain. And that's pretty much how I fell in love with them because you can't argue with Blood Mountain. It's just wonderful, dude.
0: Yeah. And for horror fans out there, there's a link to uh, sort of the, the whole horror realm. Of course, uh, you know, I was watching or I was looking at uh, photos from uh, the, the Pittsburgh show. You know, there was some Pittsburgh photographer that went out there and then shot a bunch of uh, stills and put them online. And uh, the one guitarist, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the, the, uh, the guy with the face tattoos? I can't think of his name. Uh, Brett. Um, Brett Hines. He um, was wearing a um, creature from the Black Lagoon. T shirt and he wears a lot of like horror t shirts, and so I take him for like a horror fan. But outside of that, uh, the video that uh, was from their last album, The Hunter, for the song Curl of the Burl, starred who is the who, I don't know if you guys have seen that video or not. It's
1: Bill O'Burst Jr., right? Bill O'Burst
0: Jr. Dude, huge, the video's
1: great, yes, yes, and I love that. I guy. Love Bill Paul. O'Burst
0: Jr. is a great, great guy and, um, sort of a, a great, uh, um, a horror actor basically any man uh star of abe lincoln uh um, oh not zombie, zombie. Kill, I'm um, um um yeah zombie he was um, no
1: no it was abe lincoln versus zombies, versus yeah, zombies. i'm getting yeah. the title fucked up oh it's, my god uh, yeah i hated that movie Love. with passion what That's, yes i absolutely the he of was, that was brilliant they bill was brilliant him, i was, was asleep asleep at that point <laughs> wait was that it, point the one point where he's like What's your name, boy? And he's like, I'm Theodore Roosevelt, or whatever. Is that at yeah, the yeah. end? Yeah, but, but, okay, but, 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 fuck it all. Here's what happened. I'm just
2: take me 10 seconds. I'm gonna set Nick straight. <laughs> okay, at the end, Abe gets bit by the woman that he loves. She's a zombie. So Abe is gonna become a zombie. So what does he do? He gives advance word that he's going to the theater so he can be assassinated, and it stops with him. It was brilliant. He ended the zombie apocalypse by giving. Everybody, the heads up to where he'd be sitting at the theater, knowing he was becoming a zombie. It was a beautiful dovetail end of that movie, and Bill rocks.
1: Sorry, that's all I gotta say. Thank nope. you. I'm out. Nope. But we'll talk about zombies some other. Yeah. time. Uh, my door slam. Uh, have watch. you
0: guys seen any shows? Uh, here in the I past have few not months. been able no. to.
1: Yeah. I uh, wanted to go see Ghost last month, but that didn't happen for me. Like honestly, the, most of the yeah. shows come aren't coming around to my local. Uh, club the Starland Ballroom. so <laughs> I Nick don't know. won't
2: see a band unless they come to his backyard, as I remember somebody oh, yeah, free tickets. It oh, wouldn't
1: dude. stop pissing a moment. I got to get in the car. That's right. Ooh. Dude, I did win tickets to go see Trivium and Volbeat last month. And I, I, the show, I, I won the tickets on the l- local college radio station, and I, they said it was in New York, and I thought it was in upstate New York. Dude, it was in Long Island, which from where I live in New Jersey, you have to cross through the city. So I would have been getting out of work at, like, 5, and then I'd have to go through, like, the traffic in the city out to Long Island, which Google Maps said was, like, a two-hour drive in the first place. But with, like, city traffic, it might take me, like, three or four hours. I might not get there till fucking 10 o'clock at night. I wasn't going to go to
2: college, had the tickets, and like, fuck it, I'm not driving all that way. Give them, to, give them to somebody who
1: wants to go. <laughs> Dude, it, it I'm would, not would driving all, all that way. To, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um it would cost me just as much to fucking drive out there as it would have to just buy tickets in the first place it's not yeah. cool uh. so that did not happen plus i've seen tribune i've seen volbeat like a million times i'm good on them You fucking take those tickets sell them on craigslist what's wrong with you <laughs> no oh. no it's like uh you can swap up. them oh, oh no, you, you get, get put them on the, the uh, guest list thing so i, I couldn't even sell them uh. I, I never physically had them damn
0: so, anyway. Hmm. Crazy. Well, I've been listening to a lot of new stuff. I don't know uh, if you guys have been listening to a lot of new releases. Uh, for me, I was so excited. Down 4, Part 2, was awesome. And, of course, Down uh, Down did come to Pittsburgh about a week after Mastodon was there, and I couldn't make it. So um, I was really upset about that. Uh Crowbar. Did you
1: apologize to him for having a baby, too? Or, <laughs> or <is laughs> yes, yes. You got I called
2: number. Phil. Yeah, hey, Phil, you know. I'm sorry, shit didn't work out. You
0: know, <laughs> yeah, he was pissed. Um... <laughs>
1: Yo, we'll catch you next time. and a... uh,
0: uh, So down, yeah, uh, Crowbar just released uh, Symmetry in Black and I love Crowbar, of course. And uh, I Hate God uh, put out their uh, eponymous release, which is awesome. So I don't know if you guys are into uh, Crowbar and I Hate God. I know the you know, about down and everything, but, uh, yeah,
2: you know, know, I've been too busy trying to get my finger on the pulse of underground metal because I want everyone to be satisfied. And, uh, (laughs) I really, I haven't been that, you know, that, that, uh, up to date on the newer, more popular stuff, but I did hear the down and, uh, that's a real, that's a real, that's what, like a 38 minute EP. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Hmm. No, well, well, I'm sorry. I cut you off. Um, (laughs) As far mm-hmm. as down goes, what do we think about it? I love it. Uh,
0: oh, yeah. I'm sorry.
2: I, I like it. I, well, I mean, I love it, um, but I'm st- – I don't know. Is it, is it wrong of me that it's like I like a style, I like a band, and I maybe worry that a band – I'll even say down. I love down, but I, I'm kind of starting to worry now if they're kind of starting to get stuck in the same wash, rinse, repeat cycle um but i love the sound so it's like it doesn't make sense for me to even feel that way i
0: don't know. I- oh i'm sorry
2: i'm sorry no 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 i mean come back let me hear what you think That's
0: i think they've they've evolved just because they're such an old band actually i mean they started in the early 90s actually mm-hmm. you know down 1 came out in like 94 or something and yeah. so i mean they're 20 years old at this point they were young pups phil still had an enormous range in his voice and Pepper was really young. Every, every, you know, Rex was still in the band, and it was crazy. And they've just evolved. You know, they've gotten older, of course. I mean, don't we all? And so things evolve, and they make very different albums than they did. You know, I mean, these EPs, this EP, and 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 the one before it are very different from like Down One and Down Two and Three. You know, uh, you
2: know, you you know, looking at that way, you're absolutely right. And, yeah, so, yeah, and I think I think the first album was kind of more heavy, more me like a dragging their toe in the water going down the river of Southern Rock. You know what I mean? Yeah. it kind of yeah. had that feel. So I I'm just afraid that um, I, I like down so much. I'm afraid that I don't know. I, I want them to evolve, but I also don't want them to change too much. I don't know. I'm just yeah. a fucking douche when it comes to bands that I really like. It's easy for me to criticize bands that I don't care much for. But when I really like a band and I start picking apart what's not right about it, um, I struggle. I don't know.
0: No, I get it. I love it,
2: though. I mean, there's a couple songs on the EP. I was like, eh. But the other ones were just rock solid. Oh, yeah. It's a good video, too. It's a good video. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I like it. They're all standing on top of each other like, well, we're here in the Motel 6 (laughs) recording this. So uh, Scoot on over. Love
0: it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's what I've been listening to. Nick, I don't know if you're a big Down fan. I've probably asked you this before. But, uh, I feel
1: like it comes up every episode, actually. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm not the hugest. I'm. I wouldn't even really call myself a Down fan. I mean, I Funnest. I like Down well enough. I'm sorry. I like Down well enough. I'm just the you know, not always listening to Down. <laughs> Pandora throws that at me all the time, <laughs> and Pandora knows what's up. Why don't you, Nick? <laughs> I don't know. No. Uh... You know, and
2: I I really think that. Down may even be like an age thing. I think the older you get, the less you want a headbang, the more you want to just feel that that groove. And I, I think that uh, I don't know. One day Nick's gonna be the biggest Doom stoner metal fan you're ever gonna meet. He's like mm. beat. fuck them and Ghost. I'm into Down on their 60 year old like Rolling Stones reunion tour. <laughs> you watch.
1: <laughs> He'll probably still be going to. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Ah, but what do you guys been listening to? Anything new that's come out that you guys are excited about? I don't know, Nick. Nick, anything new?
1: Well, later on, uh, it's not out yet, but the uh, um Machine Head's new stuff. The, I've only heard it teased here and there, but I'm hoping it's good. They say that they're working really hard to do uh, out outdo themselves on with what they did on the Blackening. So hopefully that's true. I like their last album too, Unto the Locust. I've had a long, strange history with Machine Head, where oh, yeah. I was into i was really into them in the '90s. I, I had them on fucking cassette, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, and, me too. <laughs> uh, then, and I think it was a copy of a cassette that my friend made for me too. Uh, Supercharger, I wasn't—I—I I, I kind of feel like that one's a weird sound that just wasn't theirs. Like I felt like they're—they were evolving, you know. And the albums in between Supercharger. Uh, And the other one that I'm forgetting the name of. And I think that they did a few things in that period, actually, that I just it it didn't really grab me. And I kind of fell away from them. And then, like, years later, I heard that the blackening was awesome. And um, this is probably like 2008 or nine, And I listened to it and I was like, this is fucking great. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's honestly one of my favorite metal albums. And it might be my favorite metal album of the 21st century um, period but then the last album is good I mean you obviously can't top something that's. it'd be expected to top something that's great every time out but I feel like it, it was still their newer evolved sound and that seems to be like what they're going with on the new album uh, which is called Killers and Kings I hope it didn't like release last week and I'm talking about it and I probably sound stupid no I don't think it released yet but um, I just hope for more cool stuff from them
0: mm. nice yeah I love Machine Head, yeah. And I'm, I'm with you, man. I was a huge fan, and uh, they were on some soundtrack. Um, what was it, like Demon Knight or something? Or uh, what soundtrack? Yeah, uh, Judgment oh, Night. Or Judgment was, Night, yeah. In, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's how I uh, found out about them. But uh, yeah, and then they sort of dropped off my radar for a long, long time. Ago. I will say we do, we do have a link
2: to Rob Flynn. Him and I went to the same high school, American High School in really? Fremont, California. Really, yeah. Totally different oh. years. He he was he was four years ahead of me. So he graduated. If he graduated, I do not know that when I was coming in. But everyone's like, Rob Flynn went here. I'm like, really nice.
0: So he, he's real old.
2: Yeah, he's oh, that fucker. <laughs> I tell Jeez. you what, they're gonna <laughs> wheel him out. You watch that next show. He's he's got that fucking that Gibson taped to his fucking chair as they roll him out. Yeah, absolutely. He's forty five. Good lord.
0: Oh man. <laughs> We're listening to a lot of aged rockers right now. I mean, just talking about Down, they're all in their 40s, you know, and, and of course, Machine Head in their 40s, and wow.
1: Dude, my, my honestly, my problem is whenever I listen to a younger band, I need to, like, I'm getting too fucking old. I need to write down the names of the stuff I hear on the radio <laughs> and Spotify and right. Pandora and all this other shit, because I'm like, fuck, what was that band I heard the other day with that cool song? And, and it just escapes me every fucking time.
0: That's I mean, so we were lame. just talking...
1: Well, dude, we we were just talking about uh, before we started recording animals as leaders. Yeah, and I think that they've got a really cool sound. Did I remember their name? Do I have it written down on a pad somewhere <laughs> on my on my fucking droid? No, I, I, and I heard them like a month ago.
2: Yeah, dude, I'm so lame that I run a uh, SoundHound on my phone. And when I hear something I like, I just hold it up and I D's it, tell me the song. I press the share button, I email it to myself. I have like a whole folder of songs I'm just emailing to myself to check out later.
0: Cause I can't remember That's shit cool. or, or write yeah. anything down. Yeah, i got to start doing that. Wow. Man. Well, speaking of our age, you know, and uh, we were all sort of in our musical heyday back in the 90s and everything, uh, this is a link I emailed to you guys. And this is sort of not quite metal, but I have to explain myself uh, <laughs> to this. Days of the New are, are reuniting uh, for a tour this summer, I believe. Um, and uh, they had an album in the 90s, and they... Uh, had a lot of airplay for the well, one song. I think song. We need
1: to explain that a little bit more, too. Like, the, their sound was like,
0: they were kind of a post-grunge band. Well, to, to me, they're they're an acoustic band. Yeah. But uh, they're sort of acoustic, grunge, sort of metal. You know, I mean, all, all you have to do is distort their guitar sound and you would have metal. You know, they, they sort of write really heavy acoustic songs. And that's what always really intrigued me about them. Um, you know, especially their their big, uh, the big song they had on the radio. You know, I finally found a reason I don't need an excuse. I don't need and they had, they, they had those yeah. other songs too. <laughs> that were like, what was the
1: other one? The downtown. Go yeah, down. yeah, yeah, yeah. To the and, down, I don't
0: know. And I was it's just, just so really excited about this because this was a band that put out one album. You know, got some heavy airplay, and then they broke up. And and well, they didn't so. quite
1: break up. They split.
0: Right, they right, 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 keeping. right, right. Yeah, but they fell off the face of the earth basically because nobody paid attention to them after they broke up. You know. And you...
1: What? Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's reasons for that. Um, the, the one guy, the one guy from the band, apparently had a mental breakdown. Travis Meeks. And, and this is what was they were saying at the time. I really did not keep up with them, so I don't know if this is true or not. But I remember hearing in 1998 that he had a mental break, breakdown, got on the tour bus, and went home. And that was the end of uh, Days of the New oh, as we knew oh. it, okay? Then he came back, like, a couple of years later. He put out, like, four more albums as Days of the New with all new guys. He was the Axl Rose of this band, okay? <laughs> and those albums, they they kind of – like, I know that they have some very, like, uh, fervent, like, you know, dedicated fans, okay? Hmm. Um, and – I don't really understand why. Like a lot of their stuff got the Travis Meeks stuff got very experimental and weird and aren't very good at all. Like they're all over the place, completely unfocused messes of albums. If you, in my opinion, of course, maybe you're a big days of the new fan out there. The other guys, though, they formed the band Tantric. That was Mm. the post grunge band that kind of had a couple of hits. Like if you heard it, I can't even really tell it to you. Like I listened to it on YouTube tonight to refamiliarize, refamiliarize myself with them, and I their their songs are just like forgettable post grunge stuff. They they were they 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 were like a blip on the radar with that whole once Creed was gone, they kind of filled the void a little, you know. Oh, beautiful! <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. And I, I
2: I so rarely disagree with Corey, but I'm gonna say if you were to if I were to state my feelings in the band, you would think. Uh, Nick loves them compared to what I would have to say about them. Oh, my oh, God. Wow. But their first
1: album was decent. Their first album was, I would ah. say, decent, okay? Um, but yeah, after that. I never just...
2: get raped in hear That Jesus <laughs> Christ, <it's> awful. <laughs>
1: Fucking awful. <laughs> so I'll agree. With I'll, you only on...
2: because, and to be honest, only because they played it so much on the radio out here. And it was at a time where I was driving truck and always listening to the radio that I couldn't escape it. And I hated uh, it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The whole overplay was... syndrome kind of thing yeah. going on. Uh oh. Man.
2: What? I'm having some connection issues. Anybody else? Oh no. Pixelating? No. No. That no. sound good to me. You guys sounded like fucking 8-bit Pac-Man for a second. All oh, right, you're good.
1: <laughs> that means it's me. You guys are good. All right. <sighs> All right. Uh, so anyway, days of the new, they kind of sounded like an acoustic ripoff of Alice in Chains. I hate yeah. using the word rip-off, but I'm just try- I'm using it as a shortcut. They All weren't right. really a ripoff. But they weren't nearly as good as Alice in Chains. But if you go back and listen to their couple of hits, what do we say? Touch, Peel, and Stand. Yeah. Yeah. That Shelf was a of great room. song. Shelf in the Room yeah. was a good song.
0: Yeah. I mean, there there's some good songs, and it's the heaviest acoustic music that uh, I can think of. You know, I mean, it was, it was very heavy acoustic music, which is cool. And I think a lot of metal fans, like myself, could appreciate it. Because they have the balls to go out there and just use acoustic guitars to write these songs that are actually really heavy and to write songs like Alice in Chains and, you know, a lot of these really drop D sort of power chord songs, you know, and just to do it on acoustic Mm -hmm. guitar. That's really cool. I appreciate that, that uh, their songwriting was strong enough that they could support that. So that's why I love this band. And uh, I'm really excited. I'm not sure that I would really make a stretch to go out and see them on their new tour but uh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad to see that they're reuniting okay. and back out there. Let me, let me end my shitstorm with a
2: positive. <laughs> I would be interested in hearing them now. Now that they're older, now that they're more experienced musicians, I, I would give them a listen. Mm.
0: Yeah, but really, I would
2: not go on a time machine to
1: hear their old stuff, nope. I can't imagine that it's going to be any good, especially if they finally medicated this guy. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe maybe the madness was the key i don't know
0: uh, who knows well uh, do you guys have anything i mean i have a whole list here of of news things and thoughts that i've had i'll, I'll bring up i have the whole ton of things do you guys have something you'd, you'd like to put out there to discuss because um, uh,
1: well i i not really it might tie into something that we're going to talk about later on too but Uh, I just wanted to bring up that I had read that Metallica's Black album had now sold uh, what was it, 16 million copies overall, and that they're like at 16 times platinum. It's the biggest selling album since they started counting album sales. (laughs) Uh,
2: That's that's really subjective. Uh, Record execs have been saying shit like that for so many years, and depending on how you count it and how you want to say it was distributed. Um. Yeah, people are saying that you know, Zeppelin has sold thirty. You know, it, it's it's really really tough to nail those numbers down. And I I hear it all the time. People talk about well, they say they're multi platinum, but you know, you're, they really only sold X amount. We they you know they believe. So yeah, just saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... I'm glad I added nothing to that. By no, I know. You know, I've... I heard something about something, and that's my point. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> am I on this fucking show? <laughs> Two of the three of the people on this show kick ass. Why I am here, I have no fucking clue. Uh,
1: Mike, ah, let's Mike, go. please.
2: Uh, I'm here.
1: I'm here we... to talk shit about ghosts. <laughs> exactly. I mean. We don't want everybody to just think that we're we're going to be sucking the dick of ghost Wait, Corey hates him too. No, we don't need Mike.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm gonna log out. <laughs>
1: You and your fucking uh, Tron voice, or whatever the uh, what was it, pixelized Pac-Man?
0: Okay, mm. so
1: Metallica sold 16 million albums. <laughs> oh, yeah, who
0: and, knows? Um, who knows, man.
1: Even <laughs> Aside from, I don't think we, I don't think we can disagree that's their biggest album.
0: I oh, mean, of course, yeah,
2: crossover. So I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me that that was you know up there. But um.
0: I can't see it being big, like bigger than Thriller or something like that. I mean, <laughs> come on.
1: Even yeah. so, it's like I, I'm par- I'm kind of torn on it because it's like, well, it's good that at least you know there's some metal getting into some ear holes. Like maybe some kid just heard it last week, right? Maybe yeah. they just heard it for the la- for the first <laughs> time last week, and we're like, shit, maybe I should use this as a gateway to more metal, right? But then <laughs> on fun. the other hand, it's like, oh man, how many people out there only listen to that? And they're like, yeah, this I'm hardcore. I listen to Blackout. Did the fucking
2: did the shipment finally make it to Pakistan? Who the fuck is is just now getting turned onto the black album?
1: <laughs> I don't know, did Jesus. You... It's got to be somebody with an iTunes gift card from Christmas, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and they're going back and buying Metallica's catalog.
2: And... It's popping up on people's Spotify or on their Pandora when they're listening to New Kids on the Block. Oh look, wow, hmm, interesting. They're, it says they're kind of like they're kind of like Megadeth. That's interesting.
0: I will not listen to Metallica on Spotify because I know Lars is getting that thousandth of a penny <laughs> whenever I friggin' listen to one of their songs on Spotify. Yeah, you, so, you
1: break out I the sets. I yeah, still exactly.
0: run
2: Napster just to fucking get Lars mad. Mm. I <laughs> still run it.
0: All the Metallica yeah. I listen to is proudly pirated.
1: Speaking of which, hmm. we did find that, can we bring this up? Do you want to bring it up about that uh, Injustice for Jason
0: bootleg? I would love to. I would love to because me and me and this
1: until yes, this morning (laughs) when you told me about it, go ahead,
0: explain. uh, Yeah. Me and Mike actually have a very spooky story to tell about this. Uh, because I, I, uh, of course texted you guys this morning and I'm like, guys, you know, totally check this out because I never knew this existed. Um, my backstory this morning I get on, I'm just, I'm watching a lot of metal interviews. And I, I think Mike, I don't know if you've, uh, You watched that uh, interview with, um, um, who was it, from Anthrax. Um, I sent you an Anthrax interview, I think. But there were a lot of metal interviews I was listening to, and one of them was uh, with Jason Newstead. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, I I actually, I really like Jason. I really like him. And I was watching this. And through the course of the interview, he was like, uh, oh, I was at some show, you know, and uh, somebody handed me this CD. And it was titled, And Justice for Jason. And they said, "Hey jason, this is for you and And it was, and justice for all, remixed with a more <laughs> like upfront bass track in it, so it 's all the original guitar drums with a, a a much more prominent uh bass mix. I was immediately intrigued by uh by this uh, I went and looked it up, and uh, i 'm going to give the youtube link there's actually a YouTube." that you can watch of this whole album. Um, and I emailed this to uh, my co-host here. It's actually something that I have been wishing for for a long time, but never, uh, never really was aware that anybody did. And it was, it's sort of obvious, you know, somebody, somebody should do this. And um, so I sort of became aware of this just yesterday. And Mike, weird. I mean, do we have ESP? I mean, what's, what's yeah, going on here? It,
2: it was reversed. I was watching a video... Um, of Metallica having with a boom box, having to relearn, I think to play jump in the fire. They hadn't played it since 84. And one of the side videos wasn't justice for Jason. This was yesterday. So I clicked on it and I'm like, this is fucking amazing. And then I, then I found the video, which you're talking about. They're interviewing uh, a He was talking about it. And uh, we found it the same day in reverse, but I'm
1: blown away by this. Yes. <laughs> Nick, did you, did you listen to this? Yeah, when I first listened to, well, before I listened to it, when you first told me about it, I was like, well, if they put the bass back in, is it going to sound all, like, real jangly, like, Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers is playing, <laughs> like, <laughs> bass? Because for... <laughs> I was just like, I hope it doesn't sound, like, the thing about Iron Maiden that bothers me the most is the bass sound in it. I just feel like it's too like... Steve Harris well, is a great bassist! Oh my god! Ta- I don't care. I hate the
0: bass sound. One you know of my favorite bassists of all time. All right. Nick,
2: Nick, I want... I'm just gonna say this. Alright,
0: show zero. over. <laughs> Devil Horns in is done ice, tonight. Buddy. I'm turning <sighs> it off. I don't care.
1: I hate the way it sounds. It just sounds too... It sounds too much like a hard rock bass instead of like a real metal just, you know, that deep sound, which is what we get with this, man. Like where the where the bass is tuned to be like a guitar and honestly right from the opening notes of blackening blackened blackening here i go with machine (laughs) head again right from the opening notes of blackened you can hear such a difference in the music that is it's just awesome it's this it -hmm. makes it feel and this is kind of ridiculous to talk about because it's injustice for all but it makes it feel heavier yes Yeah, And I couldn't believe it. So I'll, I'm very happy that it didn't sound like Flea or Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jason uh, just uh, found
2: his funk period where he's just fucking like Les Claypool. Oh, slapping. yeah. yeah,
0: right. I mean, it's
2: it's a rough mix. Um, like I was telling Corey, I, I listened to it last night at my desk with a pair of decent headphones on at a medium volume, and it was blown away. Now, I also put it on my phone and listened to it in the car today very loud and it was really overbearing, so I think I think the key is to listen to it to get a finer appreciation of what Jason did, and not so much just. It's not going to replace the album, uh, as far as your listening experience, but it's going to make you appreciate it
0: in a whole new way. I right, don't right, know exactly. how else I could listen to this album in any other way at this point. You know, really, yeah. it's so changed it for me. It's a brand yeah. new album. You know, Mike. Yeah. I, you know, we were talking before the show. It's a brand new album. Now, I yeah. mean, brand new experience had added that extra level. You know, it, it's deeper now and it's so much better. Oh, my yeah. God. And it's, yes, it's it's not a perfect professional mix. And yeah, the bass is a little, uh, you know, a little weird, whatever. But oh, my God, it's glorious. It's, it is. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I oh, I just feel so good. Listening it makes to this. me mad because yeah. I
2: loved this album. This is this is the first tour I saw them on and i loved every song on it and the fact that they buzzed him down to i mean listening to the standard and justice for all it it has no bass right none you turn it up loud and all you hear is lars kicking away on the drum that's all you hear it's it's just a, and not to be dramatic folks listening to this album it's a fucking travesty not only do they treat jason like shit like a fucking like the guy carrying a fucking bucket full of piss and a mop but he did not he He played his ass off on this album, and nobody yeah. knows,
0: yeah, and he's no Cliff Burton. don't get me wrong, don't expect the you know Cliff Burton version two because nobody no. will live up to that and it it's i mean that's but whatever, but he is a great bassist, and uh he did some great things. I love the little runs that I heard and everything i mean it was it was such a great, great thing to listen to after all these yeah. years like. Wow, he actually played on this album, and it is really, really good. So, um, man, (laughs) and everybody should be, and how weird is it? Man, Mike, you and me didn't even know about this until, like, yesterday. yesterday. And we both found out about it within several hours of each other, and and now here it is. And I Nick, I'm I'm glad we can share it with you too. Yeah, I yeah. I
1: didn't realize that you guys actually found out individually of one another. That's uh, It's weird. so
0: weird. Meant to happen. Yes. And
1: it's been out for so long. It's just
2: yeah. one I'm surprised we didn't the, the three of us didn't somehow bump into it sooner because it's it's got plenty of views and plenty of hits. Oh my god.
0: Yeah, brilliant. Love so that. the link is up on the website. It's uh friggin' amazing. Yeah, check great. It out, folks. Great new take on uh, a great album. But uh um, you know, as far as the, uh, this uh, this whole rumored, or maybe, maybe not, Pantera reunion, um, you know, I'm really getting upset with the use of reunion, because there yeah. can be no reunion, because Dime is dead, and so yeah. anything we can hope for at this point is like a tribute band with the uh, surviving members, which I think we're very close to, but uh, Down has been touring again. Like I said, I I missed them here uh, several weeks ago. But uh, they're touring with Black Label Society, Zach Wild's band. Zach Wild, one of my favorite guitarists. Phil has been coming out on stage, and occasionally Rex as well. And they have been covering I'm Broken. And I don't know if you guys have have been watching the videos from these. Yeah, I saw the video. Oh, my God. Zach, I think, does dime very, very well. He does him justice. Uh, I'm really proud. Of course, he's not dime. Nobody's ever going to be dime. Right. So we got to get over that right now. But Zach Wild is a completely awesome guitarist, can do pretty much whatever he wants with it. And he's uh, he's doing Unbroken very, very well. Of course, you know, like I said, old, uh, you know, Vinnie Paul is uh, really adamant. He's never going to have anything to do with any sort of reunion or whatever. But um, I don't know. How do, you, how do you guys feel about this as far as – I mean, they keep calling it a reunion, and I have a problem with that. Well, that's, it's false. Yeah. You know, it's not a reunion.
1: Well, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I guess calling it a tribute – or I know like 10 years ago they had talked about calling it Pantera All-Stars. Um, didn't they even have a show where like a bunch of people played Pantera and with just – and I think Rex Brown was the only one who played with them or something. I don't know. Uh, I might be uh, mixing up two things together. I'll Google <laughs> it while you're talking about
0: it. Oh, no. Mike, but what, I mean, this, this reunion oh. thing, it's just insanity. I mean,
2: get over well, the reunion.
0: I mean, It'll never happen.
2: Yeah, the reunion's never going to happen. And my, I mean, my honest feelings are uh, I don't want to see any of this stuff, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't care who gets back together. I was, I'd was i seen Pantera in their prime a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm not. I'm not the biggest Zach Wild fan, to be honest. He's okay. He's fine. He's a good, great guitarist. I'm not, not shitting him on his, his ability, but he's mm-hmm. never going to be dime. Uh, and to be honest, what are we waiting for? I mean, we, we have great Pantera albums. Uh, I don't want to see any. I mean, and and I think honestly, they're picking I'm Broken because it's a very low demand uh, song for Pantera. Right. Dime wasn't wasn't going crazy running around on it. It's a great song. I love Unbroken. But it's, it's not one of their heaviest, nor fastest, nor most intricate I songs. can play
0: that on guitar. I mean, <laughs> I'm right, <that's>, right. so, <laughs> I mean, saying a lot. So
2: I, I'm a fan. I'm a big fan of guys showing up and doing a great version, a great tribute song. I mean, like, okay, like them playing Unbroken, it's great. If I was going to see Black Label and, and say Phil and Rex came out, I'd lose my fucking mind and really be into it. But I right. wouldn't want to see it on a tour. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not the same. I don't want to hear interpretations of music. I hate when I go see a band, they're like, hey, you know what? we we played the shit out of this song so much. We're going to do it different tonight. Go well, fuck you. I don't want to hear your, your, uh, your Jamaican fucking you know, crazy Rastafarian version of your song. <laughs> I want to hear what I love. Um, right so to me, no, I'm good. Uh, these, these two camps, Phil and everybody, they all parted ways um, way back then. And frankly... Um, I was I was I was done with it at that point. That yeah. uh, they didn't want to make music together. I did, and frankly, I wasn't into any well, any of well, to be honest, the uh, um, their side projects aside from like the things that Phil was doing. Mm. I mean, I wasn't a big fan of, of of the rest that came out of that period. So Ooh, hell I'm yeah,
1: new. No. I
2: wasn't a big yeah, I wasn't a big fan. I mean, no. so but I still I still had all my Pantera CDs. Still love them and like you, I still listen to them pretty often. Yeah. Um, And I don't want to I don't want to fuck it up with a bunch of watered down stuff. It's just not the same.
1: Right. You know, and I think it goes differently for different bands. That's the honest truth, of it. because you can look at like, all right, Alice in Chains touring with, um, you know, a new singer and still calling themselves Alice in Chains. It still works to some degree. I don't really have much of a problem with it Um, personally, at least. I know that there's still people over there who can't out there who can't get over his new voice. But I, I really think that their sound is so similar enough that you can call them Alice in Chains like they eh, – they have an evolution of what Alice in Chains was. Yeah, you know? it was it
0: was so much more Jerry Cantrell than yeah. a lot of people realize. And, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So they, and that's are.
1: a different circumstance, man. Yeah. But once you get it – like I can't really imagine what Pantera would have been like without Dimebag Daryl, you know? And yeah. like Phil's a great vocalist obviously, um, but – Dude, how, like, the sound. When you listen to, like, Cowboys from Hell, you know, just, just not even just the whole album, but the but the first, <laughs> that song. Like, how how do you mimic that? Like, where have you ever even heard something that's really like that? With that type of, um, just, it not, and I'm not even talking about the complexity. I'm just talking about the intensity. It's the
0: attack. You know? Yeah, the yeah, attack. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, nobody, nobody. I mean, Dime, they broke the mold with Dime, you know? Yeah. It's... I it's, think it's all contingent on how replaceable
2: was that person that's no longer there. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? If, if if they can be replicated by someone else, then you got a chance at doing a decent a decent tribute show or tribute band or simply carrying on with the same name. But yeah. you don't replace dime. And I'm sorry, as, as and as much as I respect Zach and think he's you know, whatever, he does not replace Dime. Sorry. Right, he I mean doesn't for he's
1: me. Zach Wilde's great at being Zach Wilde. Absolutely. He can't, he can't go and be an imitation of Dimebag Daryl. Like if I go and hear Zach wild, I want to hear Zach wild play. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think honestly, he mm-hmm. might be the best choice to replace Dimebag Daryl, but even still, he, he still, he's got a whole different style. When, when you listen to his stuff, some of his stuff is, um, like, especially like the black label <laughs> society stuff jumps back and forth between, um, sometimes Spanish guitar inspired. Sometimes, sure. um, you you know power ballad stuff he's really all over the place and i i i I just want zach Wilde to just be zach Wilde. even though like i've been back and forth just like mike said over black label society or anything else he's done yeah um sometimes i like him sometimes i just never want to hear him (laughs) again (laughs) but but (laughs) how much how much of zach's situation is
2: it's almost nepotism because they were so close you know people Mm -hmm. people want people close to dime to carry these things on you wouldn't want some asshole from the sticks you'd never heard of to suddenly be in the band but people go oh my god him and zach they were like best friends they were brothers and they who, were who, uh, they were exactly zach was so really was close yeah they, they were brothers so it's yeah. like you know people he would be the, the 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 best choice probably the best fit but it's still something that like it's i said different a one-time yeah. show i would go but it's not something i would i wouldn't want to see a new album
0: no, no, I like these one-offs, I mean? man. I like these really the one random off's one-offs, right. offs, man, Hell where yeah. they just do covers and everything. You know, if Phil happens to be on that tour and with, you know, with Zach, that's great. That's great, but I, I really don't want to see any sort of dedicated reunion slash, I mean, whatever you want to call it, you know, a tribute, whatever. I, I really that. don't want to see that. I love seeing right. Rex up there with Phil. I love it. And yeah, um, that's,
2: that, and that's great to see. And yeah. that takes me back to it. That takes me back to a great time in music for
0: me. Yeah. And it's great to see them up there performing this and I really don't care who the other musicians are um, because I know again, you know, Zach is great and and let's face it, I mean, you know, Vinny's a great drummer, but there are a lot of great drummers out there that can do that's, what Vinny did yeah. and yeah, so and a lot better than him most yeah, of the time. I, so I'm not,
2: I'm not afraid to say that. Right. So Maybe I think he's a good drummer, but there's a lot of great drummers out
0: there. And there's a weird dynamic there because they were brothers, and I understand that, and I get it. There's a lot of history there and the whole yeah. brotherhood thing, it's it's you sort of can't touch that and it's it's crazy. But yeah. um, But you know, I I just uh, I I think I would love to see these sort of random one off things and not to commit to anything. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know it, it, it's great. It's great to take me back and and sort of tickle my nostalgic side, uh, like they did with "I'm Broken" so many times on this tour. But let's not make it too much more than that. You know, let's no, just do this every true. once in a while and have fun with it, yeah. relive these old memories, and let's move on. Let's make some new great music. You know, with Dude, our bands where we are. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, all the metal shows I've seen in my life, the
1: most, the band that I've heard covered the most is by far Pantera. I've heard uh, Walk get covered by last Whoa. count, yeah. like maybe seven bands. I've seen cover Walk. <laughs>
2: Avenged Sevenfold does Walk.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. When it gets to that point, it's it's almost o- it's like, right, it's, right, like right. it's being very diluted. But I mean, I've heard other songs covered by other bands, and I, I mean, I think in some ways, Pantera speaks to the heart of metal, and that's why. But I mean, even Walk, Walk is like metal's national anthem.
0: You know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, you hear it at hockey games anymore. Like or, seriously, yeah. you—I'm you, like, a big hockey fan, man. You hear it in stadiums and everything, alongside like "Enter Sandman" and everything. I mean, it's just another anthem that's out there that is so huge and powerful and heavy. You know, that's that's I a mean, status. It, mean, is achieved.
1: You know, I, I think that there are other bands that you could say that about. Like, imagine if a band was going to call themselves Black Sabbath and they didn't have either Ozzy or Tony Iommi. Like, w- wouldn't you feel like well, the heart of the band? Up. Yeah, not <laughs> far years. from that. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. Viking funerals. Uh, so uh, that's actually a good segue, because that reminds me of something that I wanted to talk about. Any other thoughts on this Pantera thing?
0: Hey, let's move on, Nick. Man.
1: <laughs> All right, so Nick just got fresh batteries. Go, dude, go, oh, go, go, Nick, yeah. Go. The uh, the Guar bq Did you I hear was... about this?
0: Oh, I've heard. I've not. Uh actually Gosh. read a lot about it's, it so is this Dave
1: Brockie's
2: crematorium what's going on what yes!
1: happened <laughs> actually no. it's uh going to be their festival guar is going to be holding a festival in memory of david brockie uh who died earlier this year mm-hmm. odorus Arungus is dead if you just heard the news i'm sorry for breaking it to you on devil horns podcast <laughs> but really you had months so yeah, odorus <laughs> Odorous Arongus is dead The event is going to be played um, Here's the bands that they've announced so far Hate, Hatebreed Capone, Meatmen, Dutch Hercules, Tesco V I think I read Goat Horror on another site And Body Count um, Nice and Eight bands I don't
0: give a wow. shit about Awesome, <laughs> I don't have to go Body Count with Ice-T with
1: yeah. yes. Ice-T's band Yes. yes. And uh, Hatebreed are still a band there's mm. some news. I did not know. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, this is going to be August 15th in Richmond, Virginia. And the the big part of the event is a memorial session where Odorous Arungus, not Dave Brocky himself, Odorous Arungus, the, uh, the suit, will be burned in a lake in a Viking funeral fire. <laughs> wow. That's metal. That's the most that metal news we'll ever have on this show. <laughs> so that sounds fucking awesome like Man. if there's no other reason to go maybe go and see the funeral fire wow. wow you know
2: and guar is one of those bands that could um i hate to say it in my opinion probably could carry on because unlike um i guess it's like the kiss machine well maybe not so much kiss but you know guar they have like full like odorous had a full facial costume i mean I mean, if you'd, if you'd never seen Dave Brockie's face, you'd never know what it looked like because it was nothing like the mask. Right, right. right. Uh, and and they have, they have, they've already gone through a bunch of uh, flattest Maximuses. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, they have. Uh, what, Corey Smoot died and there was a couple of other guys who yeah. left the band. Yeah. So they, they, have, they, they, they have a new lineup all the time. Um, I don't know. It's like but he's David been like
0: the, one of the only persistent members of. Oh, the he's band. been there. He's yeah. been there since the start. Right, right. So that's that's rough. I don't know. And he's been, you know, as far as artistically goes, you know, he's been uh, uh, lyrically. You know, it's going to be rough. I'm I'm not sure. I would love yeah. to see it. I, I would love to see it live on, because uh, this Guar is immense, immense, legendary. But. I don't know. It's another thing. I mean, do you let this die? Do you let Guar die? Like you let Pantera die? You know, it's it's.
2: Well, yeah, but also uh. at some point, yeah, I have to ask myself what was the last Guar album I bought, and it was probably America Must Be Destroyed. <laughs> oh, so me I'm too. fifteen years. Ago. I mean, I so... bought that on cassette. Yeah,
0: <laughs> me too. <laughs> oh, I love so, it. So I
2: mean, you know, I, I, is that my problem? I think a lot of people don't. I think people don't want new music. A lot of people don't want new music. They want music that fucking makes them think about high school, you know, the mm. best times of their lives. They want to identify. I mean, on occasion, I stumble into new music and I go, this is great stuff. I don't seek it out. I really don't. I let it find me. I bump into it. I hear it from you. And then I get turned mm. on to new stuff. But I am just, I got roots in the ground, man. I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know.
0: I hear you, man, and that—that's so much why I still continue. I, I listen to uh, uh, Pantera far beyond Driven. Yep. You nice. know because that takes me back to 1994, man. I was a senior in high school. This is the heaviest, heaviest music I've ever heard in my entire life. You know, that, yeah. And that's that's why I listen to it. So there's there's a lot to it, and it's still really, really, extremely heavy even now, like 20 yeah. years later. And um, it holds up. Yeah, that's for yeah. sure. Word, word. Oh, what else? What else, man? Nick, you have a retort here or anything? Uh, no,
1: no. no. I just I just wanted to bring up the uh, Viking funeral. Viking funeral. <laughs> 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 that's how every metal guy should go out. I mean, fuck, yes. that's how I want to go. Just burn me in a boat. <laughs>
2: yeah. Like Richard Pryor almost went out with a Viking funeral, but that was at his house. Poor <laughs> fella. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs>
0: Anything man. else you guys have uh, tonight for us to uh, to <laughs> chew on here? Should
2: I just start reading your stuff? Because folks, Corey emails like, oh. an amazing, <laughs> like fucking, full page of thoughtful things to talk about. Great topics, videos. He really does his homework. My homework is reading the email that Corey sends oh, out. So I've man. got some great
1: topics right. you sent.
2: What do you got, Nick?
0: Well, Mike, uh No, that whoever. was my last
1: news story. I gave you my my two or three things I had. Uh, that I'm looking forward to. I think um, that's pretty much it, man. I, I really uh, hope that we get some more shit out ourselves. I'm sure that some listeners at least care and want to hear more
0: from us. Right. <laughs> yeah. We do have some loyal listeners. A lot of them actually. And it's uh, very, Hi, very nice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I will say Rob, my, my friend uh, way up in the North absolutely loves you guys, loves the show and cannot get enough of the show. And sometimes has little withdrawals by not listening to the show. Oh, my. So Hi, have- Rob.
0: Well. Wow. 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 Well, Mike. Mike. Yes, sir. Anything else you'd like to share? Any sort of. You uh, know, what's crazy up
2: with people having trouble
0: with alcohol? Oh, that's <laughs> something I emailed to you. That's I mean, it's something that is so, like, in the forefront. I mean, every time I turn around, somebody is either dying because they drank too much or. They're sick in the hospital because they've drank too much. I mean, everybody drinks too much. I mean, okay, Jeff Hanneman, dead. Why? Because he drank too much. All right, Rex Brown, he was in rehab for a lot of years, had a lot of problems. He doesn't drink anymore now because why? He drank too much. Zach Wild, we were just talking about Mr. Zach Wild. He drinks zero drinks anymore because he can't drink anymore or else he will die. All right, that guy from Sum 41, I don't give a shit about Sum 41, but that was in the news right now. Yeah. His kidneys and liver failed this uh, in the past couple of weeks because he drank too much. Al Jurgensen, Al Jurgensen, ministry, great, great guy. I love him. He's been battling alcohol for decades. He finally got off it. He, he's been in rehab for <laughs> decades again finally conquered his demons he's doing really well but why because alcohol was a son of a bitch in his life and it was it was dragging him down um bill kelleher from mastodon one of my favorite bands he had to actually uh leave a tour that mastodon did and sort of step out of that role because he drank too much And he was suffering um, uh, some sort of liver or whatever, but he he can't have another drink or he'll probably die. Um, That guy from uh, Children of Bottom, and I don't know if you guys listen to Children of Bottom or however the hell you say Bodum Bodum Bodum, Bodum, Bottom. Yeah, hell, I don't know. Alexi Leho, like he almost died too. So I mean, we're surrounded. Doesn't it? (laughs) Oh man, we are surrounded. looks like a bitch. What? Oh, yeah. I I actually kind of dig Children of Bodom, Bottom, uh, whatever. Yeah, they're cool. Musically, I'm fine. Yeah, they're cool. But, dude, it's like all of a sudden we have been flooded with all these bands that drink way too much and are suffering the consequences of this. Uh, They're being hospitalized and, uh, and or dead, whatever. And it's just really... It's crazy. I mean, why would anyone want to go out on tour at this point? Because obviously you just drink and drink and drink every day. I mean, uh, you know, Alexi uh, Leho from, uh, you know, he he said that uh, he can't even get to sleep at night without getting a whole bottle of Jack down his throat. Jesus. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Man, yeah. And, it's uh,
1: just rock star culture, I think. And I think it's just the consequences of it. I mean, you know, We've been through periods of time like this with different things before. Like, obviously, heroin in the 90s um, killed a lot of rock stars. And back in the 60s and 70s, how many people died from just a multitude of different drugs, right? Oh, yeah. So now here in metal, we have alcohol being a problem, which in a way sounds so lame because we look at alcohol as so benign – but it is still a drug, I guess. I don't understand why it's a drug that just made me really fat but, and, and made these guys rock stars. But that's the brakes. Oh, my God. Oh, is
2: that, okay. So, so, so fajitas are a drug for me, apparently. I, <laughs> yeah. I got fat. Off fajitas. I, I don't think this is new. What I think this really is, is it's just society coming around. This has been how men have, have killed themselves for hundreds of years. Especially men with money, uh, 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 performers. I, I think now that, now that everybody has to go to rehab, if somebody makes a, a comment that seems inappropriate, they go to some kind of counseling, you, know, with today's society. I think that, that these guys, for many years I mean, so many careers in music have been ended by people who just could not stop drinking. Um, right. A lot of people die in OD and uh, over the years from booze. I just think now now that we're in this very privileged society where people get what they want and get special treatment, that guys that have a problem, Hanneman's a great example. Google Hanneman. Can you f- look at 100 pictures of him? Can you find five that doesn't have him holding a beer in his hand or some kind of booze?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, I mean, hmm. this, this, this is how people want their rock stars. Right. This it, almost it also- ended Ozzy. I mean, this, this you know, yeah. I think, but now we're approaching it differently. Like, like now it's big news when before I think it's just, I think it's just what they kind of kept it quiet.
1: Right. I mean, you know, I, I think it's also the attitude towards recovery when someone goes too far. Like, I remember when James Hetfield was going to rehab, Carrie King said that uh, James Hetfield was a pussy and should have learned to drink better or something. <laughs> well, Carrie that, well, well, uh, King's a no. pussy that should learn how to write music, that cocksucker. Oh! Because Jeff, oh. Hanneman. Jeff Hanneman made Slayer what they are. So fuck Carrie King.
2: Dude. I can I say that because I've met him and
1: he's a fucking prick. Fuck him. I, and you think about that, man. Jerry, Kerry King said that about James Hetfield. What if he was saying the same thing about Hannibal? And, you know, I right. mean, like if that's mm. the culture that you create, that's the culture you end up in. I mean, so I, I, think I will admit I
2: did like drunk, angry Hetfield more.
0: I did like him more. I'm not going to lie. we yeah. all still. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And what you said about, uh, you know, these rock stars, you know. Especially posing for pictures and being seen out in public. Rex Brown, of course, I've mentioned, I've read his book, um, and it's brilliant. But that was was one of the things that Rex was going off about. He's like, every time that Pantera showed up wherever for a photo shoot or just to meet with fans, they did not understand why we didn't have a beer, why we weren't drinking. So he felt that pressure. He's like, well, okay, let's have a beer. No matter if it was like 9 o'clock in the morning. You know, it's just like you're right. Pantera. You ought to be showing up with a beer, and yeah. that's sort of the whole pressure that you're feeling uh as a band. And Pantera definitely had this reputation of a really hard-drinking band. You know, it was kicking ass through so many cities and and whatever. But still, I mean that that's what it is. And it's, Dimebag it's, it's, did a lot to perpetuate that. Oh yeah, me. yeah. Dime, right? right. Absolutely. He and Dime's is a special God case. I don't mean wow.
2: But I mean, but he was, Dime could, and and very few people can be considered a functioning alcoholic, and I would put Dime on that list.
0: Again, read Rex's book if you want a really, really great um, perspective on Dime, because he has so many great things to say on Dime, and and, and sort of how he functioned. You know, Dime would sleep until like four o'clock in the afternoon, you know, and he got up and he started drinking. And then in the evening, they would start to record and they would sort of party record until, you know, <laughs> the wee hours of the morning. I mean, he, his whole his whole sleeping schedule and and everything was was all weird. But he just made amazing, amazing music out of that. So, right. I mean, for uh, some people, it's a muse, you know, and that's kind of the problem, right, too.
1: Because right. I remember hearing recently it was a couple of months ago on Pendulette's podcast. He was talking about Sam kennison Sunday school oh was sam Kinnison. wow awesome why you like it too i do yeah <laughs> honestly it's my favorite podcast like nice. uh, overall um totally love it um but anyway pendulette he was talking about sam Kinnison, right the comedian from the 90s who died him. in a car accident yes. and yeah i i loved him even at the time even though i was a kid i thought he was awesome yeah. um but what sam thing? Kinnison,
0: yeah
1: dude he uh let's see uh, what he was saying about him was you know he was showing up in the in the early morning to like Howard Stern and he'd be drunk at the time and mm. pendulette would be wow man you know he's so good when he's drunk why why do you think he, he drinks so much and somebody was just like you don't understand if he didn't drink he wouldn't be funny he wouldn't be able to be a creator he mm. wouldn't be able to do these things um, as a performer and the same thing is true of musicians like some of them just can't not that they can't function without it, but that they're not the person that they need to be for the performance. Right. Um, in the case of Dime Daryl party recording, right?
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. And I mean, maybe it's more frustrating, but if, like, imagine you found out you were really talented at something. Like, I'm really good at bowling. If I just drink a lot, for some reason, I can bowl better. <laughs> I don't like bowling. So, luckily, it never changed my life, right? But if
0: I had 18 drinks. <laughs> I'm really good, you know? I don't understand how. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's that's what it was. But it's my superpower. If I
2: drink uh, enough of this, I'm invisible. But Wait. dime is
0: actually dime is so much more complex than that. And he didn't even really start to drink to excess or even smoke weed. You know, you know, he's sort of synonymous with with pot, of course, for a lot of reasons. Because but of um, name. well, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. And there's an explanation. <laughs> Do you know why he's called Dime Bag? I have.
1: I actually don't know. So please tell me.
0: Because um, he was actually very conscious of uh, he 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 wanted to protect himself and not get into legal trouble, you know, as they were touring and everything. So he would he would just take enough pot with him that he could smoke for that day and probably not get get caught with. It's not like he would take pounds or or anything with him. He would just take tiny tiny things that he could smoke for that day. And so he would take dime bags along with him, you know just enough pot to get high for the day, and You never and to get play. popped
2: with a possession with intent to distribute if you only have a dime bag
0: right on and he was smart enough, and he knew that, and so he was he'd never had more than a dime bag on him, and that's why he had that uh that name so that's uh i don't know i don't know if you're you have a history of pot smoking like i do i I've smoked a lot of pot in my day i I can't anymore but uh you know, that's... uh. I do. I know my you're just,
1: weed. You're just like these guys. If they drink one more, their liver explodes.
0: <laughs> if Corey <laughs> smokes
1: one more, yes. God
0: knows. Well, yeah. Well, there is that, too. Um,
2: uh, what, Corey left the house and joined a jam band? Oh, no. Uh, intervention. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, then Corey's touring with Fish. What the fuck happened? Like, start smoking weed. Yeah. Uh, who knows?
0: Yeah. yeah. But no, that's that's totally true. That's why... That's why he's just called Dimebag. It wasn't necessarily because he smoked a whole lot of weed and had weed surrounding him at all times. No, it's just because he kept it on the down low and just had a dime on him at any point in time, which is cool. Oh, my. Well, on a related note, if you've ever seen any of the videos where Phil's
2: being interviewed, I think it's at a college where he's talking about he's going back over how his, his, he had like a journal of how his days would go. According to his drug use and how much. Oh my! That's dead. an amazing video. It's amazing. Oh, wow. just, to, just to hear how, how he how Phil, I, I and we know he died, folks. How and I and folks, I know we talk a lot about Phil, but you we're our kids and your kids' kids are going to be talking about Phil when we're old and gray. So yeah. I think right. it's I think it's okay to do so. But the fact that he is not dead, 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 remarkable. The man's like oh, a absolutely. cockroach. <laughs> Oh, my I mean, God. Yeah. He just will not die. And I'm glad he hasn't died. But to watch that, I, and I wish I could credit it properly, but to hear how he would live his life, it's just remarkable.
0: Yeah. And that's something else. I, uh, I'll put the link up here uh, in the show notes, that great, great interview. But, man, he is so strong, and he's done so much good in the wake of like all this craziness that he experienced with Pantera and mm. and and Down and Superjoint and everything, and uh, he's come out of this I think so much wiser, you know. And he's yeah. he's sort of trying to to you know bring this wisdom to everybody and trying to make good of it. And right. Phil is such a good guy, he really is. I mean, he'll kick your ass. Don't get me wrong, he'll, he'll kick your fucking ass, but. But he, he he's a really great guy, and uh, I think a really great soul and I'm so thankful that he is still around and still doing what he's doing um, absolutely. It, 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 yeah, yeah, absolutely amazing. so what else we got tonight, gentlemen? I don't
2: know. we got, a, out, we got a bunch of stuff we're saving up.
0: Oh, yes, we, we do. Have, <laughs> folks, we have a bunch
2: of topics <laughs> yes. that are going to be funny, thought provoking, and amazing, but it's something we certainly can't cover today and for us to do them justice and to provide you guys with the great show we have homework to do yeah and you sections. wish
0: you wish you would have been listening like the hour before this podcast because <laughs> it was like yeah we were just really going off on a lot of great stuff that we want to do shows about and just hanging out and sort of <laughs> you know, could have been a whole episode in and of itself we got to uh, read out we,
1: that next time
0: but uh it, yeah yeah and I did, but I'm not going to use it, because our fans <laughs> don't deserve
1: recording it. recording me. Okay. I, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like
2: talking about them white chicks.
0: Yeah. Mm, <laughs> mm. Mm. But anyhow, we all have our own respective podcasts, uh, except me. Uh, I haven't really been doing shit. <laughs> you
1: have seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aren't you a member of seven that you don't appear on? Yeah.
0: It's something. Yeah. Yeah. I I pretend to be on a lot of podcasts, but I have babies, so... I don't know much anymore. But, babies uh, having babies. Yes, yes, yes. But Nick, where do you appear, my friend? Um,
1: most people may know that I'm already from the SlasherCast Horror Movie Podcast, and we review horror movies every week. You can find us at SlasherCast.net or on iTunes, Stitcher, and on Twitter, we are at Slasher underscore cast. Myself, you can find me on Twitter at New Jersey Nick.
0: Far out, far out. Mike? Uh Little well, Dead Podcast, I'm glad is not dead. I'm sad
2: sad to report, we are back on the air. <laughs> oh. I didn't even know. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. No one does because Sorry. Doing it I, do. I do. I do, it's awesome. Like it. It's awesome, um, man! Actually, just two hours ago, I recorded. Uh, I put an episode together and sent it to McPierce so he can put it up. Oh, he's fuck. he's he's selling and buying a house and simply unable to record at the moment. So I'm doing. I I, I did a review of the best zombie movie ever called Zombie Lake. Boo! <laughs> um, oh, that everyone oh, <laughs> universally hates. Yeah, it's bad. Um, oh, and Dude. I shit all over it.
1: Oh my god! So I know the plot of that movie is a van of girls come up to a lake. <laughs> They get killed by zombies. Another. It's more accurate. <laughs> <laughs> we did that. It wasn't, that m- m-
0: wasn't that? Wasn't uh, that one of the original episodes of Zombie Mob?
1: Yes,
2: it was. Yeah, yes, it was. and I was,
0: was on experience. that too. And oh, were you I, on that one? Okay. Yeah, I shit on that too. So
2: <laughs> it should have been called Muff Pond because that's really all it was about. Oh right? yeah, oh my yeah. god, lots but, of great uh, boobs. So, if, if, if I haven't really annoyed you enough on this show, you can certainly go to a little and check out that show or the zombie mob.com.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, trying to think of what else. I'm also occasionally on, uh, well, Devil Horns, which is um, a great show. that I'm, I'm. I don't mind saying I really enjoy work. I'm, this is so lame. I'm looking left and right like I'm actually looking you guys in the face. I'm looking up at <laughs> the screen. I really enjoy working with you guys. Um, I wish I could have met uh, Nick when I was back east, but uh, getting to meet Corey was a real hoot. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that it's, was... it's reinvigorated wow. me into being a pain in the ass on this show. That's a whole so, show in
0: and of itself. Is uh, <laughs> oh, that, that was a great wasteland. time. Oh, my God. Should have recorded. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, maybe someday we'll talk about that, and you'll fill me in about what I said and did. No,
2: no, you were, you were great. Uh, Misfit I hope so. Boy, uh, were you with us when we went to the uh, – you weren't there. Daryl and I, McPierce and I, for the people who listen to the podcast, went to the, uh, it was almost snowing that night, and we walked up <laughs> to the little gas station with my son a Misfit Boy. <laughs> Misfit Boy had drank, and I'm not shitting you, probably 15 beers, and he was having trouble at walking. At least,
0: at least, yeah.
2: We, we came out of this
0: He gas had more station. than me. He had more than oh, me that night.
2: Oh, God. And John, Misfit Boy, kind of went walking down a hill and went headfirst into a branch that would have killed an elk. And he didn't, it didn't fucking
1: phase him.
2: He kept on walking. I looked at my son, and my son went, Holy shit, I thought he was dead. And I'm like, Me too. I'm like, You all right, Johnny? He goes, Yeah, fine. And just kept on going. Misfit Boy,
0: I salute you. You're a bad motherfucker. Mike, when are we going to have a show? I don't care whose podcast it's on, whatever. When are we going to have a show recapping that whole weird, weird night with Mastiff Man, Misfit Boy, McPierce, yourself, your son? Oh my God! Let's all get on Skype and do this. That would be. That oh my would be God! Really fun. I don't. I don't care where that happens. You know where yeah. it appears, but it would just be so much fun, man. And I, it would, it would actually. With
2: Verdinsky, big, ugly, hairy, scary. We oh, we my had a lot of oh, oh my God! People there.
0: Oh my God! That would be enormous, and that has nothing to do with our show that no. uh, we're trying to close out right now. So thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> so, oh, Mike, shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Corey, <laughs> not
2: to be in a movie. That's all I'm saying. Wow!
0: Wow! Yeah, Nick, you you missed. I'm missed, sorry. Uh, I'm sorry.
1: I missed out. It's uh, far away, and I already covered how I don't like to travel anywhere.
0: I know. I know. A lot of <laughs> lot of alcohol, but uh, anyhow, we'll say that till later. Thank you, gentlemen. This has been uh, the first time we've recorded a show in like three months, four months, something like that. And uh, I apologize again, but this has been good, and we will do this much more often. So, guys, thank you again. Let's have a great night, man. Let's let's rock and roll yes rock on motherfucker you've been listening to devil horns join us at devilhorns.org opening music for devil horns is taken from the song killdozer by strychnia from their ep reanimated monstrosity find strychnia at facebook.com forward slash strychnia